Hallelujah. We thank God you've tuned into this message by David Entry at Caris Church. No hand can help you with the fulfillment of your destiny, but the word of God. May God's hand align you further into your destiny through this word. He said the scriptures in Acts chapter 11 verse 15, the scriptures say, as, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them. How? As on us at the beginning. So there was something that happened to them at the beginning, which he saw repeating on the people as he spoke to them. Says the same spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I think verse 11 or so, it says that all this is work, work at the same, the self same spirit. Yeah. But all this work at that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. So it's the same spirit. Bible says that in Ephesians chapter 4, one spirit, verse 4 and 5. One spirit, actually, verse, I think it's verse 5. One spirit, verse 4. One body and one spirit. Say one spirit. One spirit. Say the self-same spirit. Self -same. So as he began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Those who were, the them were those who were listening. Not everybody around. Only those who heard him. Only those who, because God works with sound. On the day of Pentecost, we all together in one place. And suddenly, verse 2, Acts 2, 2, suddenly there came a sound. And that sound attracted people to come and hear what's going on. So it says that as I spoke, the Spirit, Holy Spirit fell, or the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. So it took Peter right to the beginning. So then it was necessary to understand the circumstances or the interpretation of what happened in the beginning that will help you to know that what is happening, it will help you to understand what is actually happening, what was happening to people in the Cornelius house. So when you look at what happened in the beginning, if you describe what happened, what caused it to happen, what was behind it, the, God's agenda be, behind what happened in the beginning is the same reason why it's happening many years later or sometime afterwards. So Peter says, then I remembered. Because when you take me to the beginning, you remind me of why we were in that beginning. We were there doing something. He says, then I remembered, then remembered I the word of the Lord. How that he said, Job How that he said, John baptized with water. But there's coming a time, he says, after this, he says that, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit. John, the one who was baptizing with water, admitted and said, I baptize with water. But there is one coming after me who will baptize you, Matthew chapter 3, from verse 11, 12, 10. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with 
fire. John, John said, I truth, John said that I baptize you with water. He said that for him, so that he might be revealed to Israel. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 31, 30, 33. Therefore have I come baptizing with water. For he who sent me, verse 33, the same said to me, the one upon whom you see the Spirit descending and abiding is the same that baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now watch this. In Jesus' lifetime, he never baptized anybody. When he was physically on earth, he never baptized anybody. But guess what? His job was to come and baptize. But that baptism couldn't have happened on the other side of the cross. It couldn't have happened pro-resurrection. Sorry, uh, pre-resurrection. It only it was a post-resurrection thing. That is why he told them that when I told you I am going, sorrow has filled your heart in John chapter 16. But it is, it is to your advantage that I go because if I don't go, that, that baptism is not determined by personality, human, physical human personality, else I can't be everywhere. But that baptism is determined. That is why he appeared to over 500 people. In Bible didn't tell us exactly where place. And sometimes they were meeting and he showed up. And sometimes he was there. They didn't know he was there because he was listening to the conversations he, or they were having. He shows up and tells them what they were talking about. That means he was there. And yet we don't know whether he's somewhere else or he's just here. And so he, he, he helped them to rehearse it. Because that when he, if he's coming to baptize with the Holy Ghost, then you should go into a room, go into a place, be praying and knowing that he's there and yet he hasn't showed up. And so, then he remembered how Jesus told them, you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost. He said, ha, ah, what happened to us? So this thing, that's why he said, it's to your advantage I go. Because not restricted to only a group of people. Only a few group of people based on their ethnicity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I see somebody catching fresh fire. Please, please sit down, sit down. Let me just let me explain some things. I told you yesterday that for the Spirit of God to move upon the people, there are some things that must be in place. An atmosphere, the, Holy, the move of the Holy Spirit has, it's dependent on a certain atmosphere created. He won't just show up anyway. An atmosphere needs to be created for him to come. And how do you create the atmosphere? The word, as he said, whilst he spake, the atmosphere was created. Whilst Peter yet spake these words, Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Whilst Peter, and Peter himself said that as I was, as I was speaking. So as Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit came upon them as at the beginning. So the Holy, the, the speaking of God's word creates an atmosphere. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, as they were all together in one accord praying. That is why I watched them about to make a very important statement, which modern day believers, pastors are not even touching on it again. But it was so basic, basic to discipleship dictates. That when I got born again, it was a basic thing I knew, just like fellowshipping going for fellowship. Nowadays, people assume they are born again and they don't even have a church they belong to. 
And they, they have big mouth and they are confident. <laughs> it's like someone who is very big on football said, me, I'm a professional footballer, but I don't have any team. I'm, a fr- I'm freelance. Wherever I see the ball, I'll go and then begin to play the ball. <laughs> Free, freelance footballer. He said, you're not professional. You do it as a hobby. <laughs> for, for recreational reasons. Well, if you are doing it for professional reasons, you'll be, you, you be signed on. Yes. You have a club and you sign a contract. Oh, yes. So there are a lot of people who are born again, really born again, yeah, because it doesn't take going to church to be born again. Like, but you can be born again and not be going to church. You can have football talent and ability, but no, no club. I'm not part of any club. So these are basic. It's so basic. When you hear someone say that, I don't have to belong to a church, know that Satan has deceived them. Or they have believed a lie. <laughs> or maybe they are not born again. They are still in darkness. Now, it's basic. Those things are so basic. It's basic, basic to, it's the ABCs of Christianity. That's why when you get born again, you have to humble yourself to be taken through the ABCs of Christianity. Uh, my father is a bishop. Excuse me, please. That's not where it starts. That's not where it starts. Take your time and let's groom you. Or let's, let's, let's train you. Let's disciple you through a process. Just basics of Christianity. It's like fellowshipping. And one of the things that I also knew so easily, also early in my Christian life, like no lying, no fornicating, and um, not quarreling with people in church. These are basic things I knew in Christianity. As, as part of my Christian life, I know I can't be quarreling with you in church. I knew, so there are, there, are a lot of, there are pastors who don't talk to other pastors, but I'm not one of those pastors. No, I don't have problem with anybody. Oh, hello, how are you? Fine. Even if you have said evil against me, when I meet you, if you're a Christian or whatever, I, uh, I said, no, no, I can't greet this person. No, I can't talk. Oh, that's not Christian. <laughs> you come to church and you said, this sister, I will never shake her. Because when we were in the world, he took my, she took my boyfriend. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's important to understand that some things are basic. One of the basic things in Christianity as well is Avoiding division in a church, in a department, in where we have Bible study together, care groups. Anyone who sows division is working for the devil. One of the easiest ways to attack Christianity is to cause their ranks to be divided. It's basic. Bible says that for the Holy Spirit to come, they all have to be in one place. Don't say, me, I'll be in my house. My house. No. They all had to be in one place. It was a necessary thing for happen to happen. They all had to be in one place. They're not just one place, but with one accord. That's unity now. So if you see someone t- talking in a way that will affect the unity of our church, rebuke that devil out of the person. And if they won't stop, detach yourself. Don't it can be your sister, your brother, your mother, your father. They brought you to your husband is different. Your wife is kind of very. It, maybe it's God who is punishing you for choosing. <laughs> it can be a little bit complicated. Yeah, the the people you 
Anyway, let's get back to uh, yeah. this is just by the way. So one place, they were all together in one place with one accord. <laughs> all together in one place in one accord and, and suddenly. So the, the one accordness was necessary. Don't say today you stay at home and pray. Over a period of time you can see in their lives the godly, godless results in their lives. You want godly results, you have to pay a price. Oh, I'm telling you, it's very, it's a, the, the heavier the price, the heavy the grace. Amen. You can't tap grace cheaply. Mm. Pay the price. They asked Catherine Coleman, what does it cost? What does it cost to have the anointing? He said, the anointing will cost you everything. Everything. Your pride, your money, your strength, your girls, your boys, your feelings, your ego, your way of doing things. Everything can even cost you your job. It can cost you your friends. It can cost you your family support. It can cost you so much. The anointing will cost you everything. The, say, the world does not want the church anyway. But the carnal Christians don't like a certain pursuit of God. They quickly rise up against it and try and explain it away. Oh, miracles are no more necessary. It's because you are so dry of the Holy Ghost, you are finding a theological reason why the Holy Ghost should stop working miracles. Well, so they were in one place. So the word of God comes. It creates the atmosphere. Togetherness in prayer creates the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. And yesterday I mentioned expectations. Have expectations. Today let's add desire. You want the Holy Spirit. Desire. I want you. He, whoever tests, let him come and drink. John chapter 7, 37. So desire. Say desire. Desire. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes, I told you yesterday, there are some manifestations. Because else Simon the sorcerer wouldn't have known that the Holy Ghost has been given to some people. There, there obviously must be something outward that make people know, wow, the Holy Spirit has come. So, those kind of pseudo-religious Christians who say you, you don't have to be sweating, you don't have to be shaking, you don't have to fall, you don't have to do anything. It's all a way to excuse their um, lack, dryness. But anybody who has tasted the move of the, move of the Holy Spirit will tell you there's always some animation. Yes. There are always some activities. There are moves. There are moves. When the Holy Ghost comes, there's always moves. It's when he's going that there's no move. You won't know he's gone. But when demons come, they come quietly. No move. When they are going, there's a move. <laughs> we won't go. We don't go. We won't go. We won't go. Usually squatters, they sneak into the house. Oh, yeah. the demons are the squatters. They sneak. Now to evict them is a problem. A whole... So when the Holy Spirit comes, there definitely will be some manifestation. Now, yesterday I explained that don't confuse it to be uh, for hysteria. And so, ah! Now you see that, oh, that's what they've been doing. Okay, 
Me too. Yeah! Yours is hysteria. So sometimes you won't be able to tell the difference between hysteria or like the way they couldn't tell the difference between people who were drunk. Even though they were hearing them speak their language. How can a drunk person do that? But just leave here aside. They couldn't tell people who were drunk from the people who were filled with the Holy Spirit. Because something usually triggers happiness. Triggers For you to be excited, you need something to make you excited. Laughing gas. And that recent, that, the other one, what is it called? Vaping. What does it do for people? It makes them high. You inhale it. And then what happens? Ah, but we have been laughing in church a lot. The Holy Ghost also can make you laugh. Somebody shout hallelujah. Don't be filled with wine wearing this excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. So some of those excitements that substances can create, when you come into the Holy Spirit, you also get certain types of excitement, but it's not in the flesh. But when someone observes you, it's, you the behavior can be similar to something, somebody who is also on alcohol or uh, other things. The Holy Ghost. Human beings always need something to get them excited. You always need something. And he said, instead of using laughing gas, instead of using alcohol, he said, go the direction of the Holy Ghost. Sit down. So when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will see movements. You see people crying. Some of you will be crying without knowing why. And it's not that you are sad. You are not sad. You are actually joyful. You are crying. Some, how many of you have ever experienced you are crying in the Holy Ghost and you couldn't stop? You want to stop? You don't know. How many of you also have experienced the laughter one? I, I think this is it. We haven't seen the laughter. Holy Spirit, just visit us with some of the laughter. People can be laughing. <laughs> and they can't stop. They will be laughing and falling and hitting somebody. <laughs> You ask them, what's going on? <laughs> so, when the Holy Spirit comes, there are things, physical manifestations, that if someone is not learned or doesn't understand it, the Holy Spirit, he might think it's something else. When the Holy Spirit shows up, when the Holy Spirit shows up, the manifestations... Say manifestations. manifestations. These things are very, very uh, important. And so, you see, it's not just our shaking and crying that is the ultimate. After the shaking and crying, something happens to you. That's what shows that the Holy Spirit has come. When it comes on you, the initial reactions is what I was just explaining and describing. But after the initial reactions, something it says that you become another man. Yeah. Something has changed in your life. Now, in the atmosphere like this, when the, the atmosphere is created for the Holy Spirit to descend on us, there are things that you should be expecting when he comes. Besides people falling and crying and laughing and shaking, 
and and moving, moving and speaking in tongues louder and screaming. Bible says, in fact, Acts chapter two, verse thirty-three said, when he ascended, he received the Holy Spirit, the promise from the Father, which he has poured on us, which you see and hear. You see, so when the Holy Spirit is poured, you tend to see and hear some things on the people who have been poured, uh, who the Spirit have been poured. That's why Peter said, and whilst I was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them. How do you see the Holy Spirit has fallen on somebody? You will see certain things and hear things. They will produce things that are not natural, that are not normal to them. So it's important to understand that. And now, when the, one of, some of the things that happen to individuals who open up themselves when the Holy Spirit comes. Sometimes somebody can be in it, but closed, frigid. It's not open. It's not, some people are not flexible. They are not flexible because they are very smart. No one can deceive you. I'm watching what's going on. There are times people come, I'm about to lay hands on them, and they are determined not to fall. So they, when they come, they come like this. <laughs> you, think I'll, you think I'll fall? I'll fall. <laughs> they, think, they think we push people. There are others too, when they say go and pray for somebody, hey, they will be ch- if you fall into their hands, you're in trouble. You will fall. You, you will fall. You will fall. And they'll be chasing people. They'll be chasing. No, some people think that you have to push people to fall. That shows that you are the only goes on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You know, so but when the Holy Spirit comes, there there will be things that are evident that are not. It, that are not naturally inspired, but it's happening. Now, when the Spirit of God comes and people are open and are not frigid, they are open to the Spirit, these are some of the things that happen to the people. Number one, the life-changing things that happen. Number one, you always tend to hear a sound from heaven. You always hear. In, it's not in your, with your tympanic membrane. Not with your natural hearing. It's, you know, something is telling you. It's like you hear. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Every human being, you might have not heard this before, but thank God I'm telling you. Every human being is designed to hear the voice of God. (laughs) Every human being is designed. When God made us, he made us and designed us in the way, in such a way that we can hear his voice. It's very important. Very important. So when the Holy Spirit comes and you are, some of you this evening, you were crying or you were shaking or you were praying or you were just focusing, you, you got intense and you knew the Holy Spirit was upon you, suddenly you begin to hear. You know God is saying something. You do, you do. God is downloading. Sometimes, oh, oh, oh. Sometimes when God speaks, you can't understand it. I'm not talking about comprehension. You know, God is telling you something. Maybe just a little bit is clearer. But later on, not in the same moment, sometimes it can be years later. You remember, ah, this is the... I knew I was hearing something, but it wasn't quite clear. So it's not... It does, when God speaks, sometimes you may not understand it. But yet, you know, you are hearing a sound from heaven. They said, what minute this? Like hearing a sound from heaven. 
So you hear the voice of God. When your heart is open and the Holy Spirit starts moving, you hear the voice of God. Some of it will be instructions. Some of it will be sweet melodies. Some of it will be revelations inside. Some of it is just something is, you can't, something is, it is not like someone is something is telling me, go and slap somebody. No. That one is mental health problem. Oh, yes. Listen to me. In environments like this, mental health issues, or let me use, let me use spiritual term, terminology, demons. Uh, yeah. Every mental health attack is a demonic attack. A demonic attack. That's why we have to intercede for people who are. It's a demonic attack. Demons manifest sometimes when the Holy Ghost moves. Anytime there's a concentration of the move of the Spirit, by the time you realize some mental health situations begin to manifest. You know, so um, anytime I've always known this, when there are miracles, healings, sometimes you see mad people coming. Yeah, mad people. They will be walking, they will come. So, a sound. A sound from heaven. Where is the sound from heaven? It does something to your heart. The thing is working on, yeah. All right, because of time. So, sound. Number two. When the Holy Spirit moves and people are impacted, you begin to develop a stronger desire for the Lord. Stronger. It's like... It's like, I want you, I want you more, Lord. I don't want to go home. I, 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 sometimes you feel like nothing else is important in life. I, 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 yeah. When the Holy Ghost comes upon people and they have contact with them, develop this desire, stronger desire. Because it takes desire for, to create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. But when it comes and it comes on you, suddenly you realize that I want more. I want more. I want more. It turns into crying. It turns to like you don't want the service to end. It's, it turns to like you want to continue. Oh, can you go? It's, I want more. Peter said, let's, let's build a tent here. Number three. Decisions. Compliance. When the Holy Ghost moves on people, they begin to make decisions. They don't wait to go home. Whilst they are there, they say, I've broken out with this guy. Hey. They say, I'm canceling this Valentine booking. Me and her, we, were, we are booked to go for masseuse, sauna, uh, is it that, that thing? Spa, good, spa. Spa, we are going for spa treatment. Very expensive, in a very exclusive area. I've, I saved for nine months. <laughs> yeah. It's like a baby. So, decisions. You, if you meet God, one of the signs that shows that you have genuinely met God, you make decisions. You make decisions that I'm not going there again. I'm not quarreling with my wife again. I'm not abusing that child again. You, whilst you are there, sometimes you are wondering, how can I stop the porn? But you know I'm stopping it. You know I'm stopping it. In fact, whilst we are there, you begin to write, come off Instagram. I'm coming off Instagram. I'm coming off uh, TikTok. I'm coming. I hear Twitter. One is wilder. 
I'm, I'm coming off Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm not more. Yes. How is it that you are claiming you have had encounters in the presence of God and no decision to facilitate your pursuit for God has been made? You are lying. You haven't encountered God. You make decisions that as I go home, I'm not going. Some of you, you, God will speak to you. As you go home, you feel like I'm not eating. I'm going straight into prayer. I'm just, I'm just going to continue. I'm just going to continue into prayer. I'm just going. Whilst people are praying, you, don't, you are making decisions. Or I call it compliance with the voice. You feel led. You feel prompted. You feel... In, something is being pressed on your heart to do something. You, that is, Pastor, that's when people say, I will never miss my tithe. I will never miss my tithe again. I'm going to obey God and sow that seed God spoke to me to do. Yeah. In the presence. In the presence. In the presence. I'm going back into the choir. I'm going back to the sanctuary. You make decisions when you encounter God. And a lot can happen within a short time. Lots can happen within a short time. Go and listen to messages. Don't watch anything. These are some of the signs. And some people must, maybe you and that brother, you brother and another brother, you live in the same next door or something. You feel like, no, bro, when we go home, can we spend about 30 minutes praying around the neighborhood? You, you feel promptings to do some things. I'll mention that more tomorrow. You feel promptings. You don't, con- you don't continue life as usual. How can you come and be sweating and crying, and then you go, well, as soon as we finish, you are normal again. Ah! What kind of an encounter is that? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. We pray you have been strengthened and enlightened. You can connect with David Entry on all relevant social media platforms, including Instagram and LinkedIn. You can also hear more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms and the Caris Church app. Don't forget to like and share the message. Be blessed.